What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down, episode number 56.2. And we are continuing and finishing our playthrough of Mass Effect 3. Finishing up the trilogy. Getting ready for Mass Effect Andromeda, which drops next week. Or, or actually this week, oh, when you're listening to this. Yeah, I was going to say, that probably already dropped. <laughs> when, when you're listening to this, Mass Effect 3 has been out for three, or Mass Effect Andromeda has been out for three days. So, there you go. Um, but yeah, I, I got with me Matt. Hello, hello. And John. Hello. And yeah, so the last thing we did was we were going to cure the genophage. Um, so I have a few things to talk about here. We got a lot to talk about, so we're just going to kind of, we're going to try and hit the, get the greatest hits and all the great stuff that happened in my game. <laughs> uh, so me being the renegade I decided to take a few options the first option is what you get before you go to uh, to Chunka um, to cure the genophage you actually get a call from the Solarian uh, is it the counselor or just it, the I can't remember if it's the counselor or if it's just like the president of the Solarians or whatever but one of the Solarians, one of the higher-ups of the Solarians is like, hey, there is a way to not cure the genophage, but make it look like you did. Because the last thing we need are a bunch of Krogans who are reproducing, and eventually they'll get pissed off and want to take over the galaxy. So think about that. If you do that, you'll have the Solarians guaranteed 100% the Solarians will be on your side. And I'm like, sounds good to me. <laughs> You're such an evil man. Yep. Actually, evil woman. Oh, sorry. Yeah, my yeah. bad. chap. I'm a chap. So you guys are both going Paragon. So I'm guessing you guys were like, no, let's cure the genophage, right? That's correct. Yep, absolutely. Okay. So I get there, right? We do the mission, which is basically we got to, you know, we got to spread it through the that tower thing. And of course Rex is there. He's like, "Well, you're doing a good thing, Shepard, you know." I'm like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> and uh it's so good because so yeah, eventually when we make it to the tower, Morden realizes, oh shit, there's something up with this. There's something wrong with what we're doing. Um, I can fix it, but you gotta let me go now. So Morden realizes if he goes up there, it's kind of like a suicide mission. Uh, but if I let him go, he will stop it and actually cure the genophage. So I can't let him do that. So I get the renegade option of shooting Morden in the back. No. So I shot, yeah, I shot him in the back. No, you no. And he kept no. he kept going. He got on the elevator, and by the time he reached the top of the elevator, he was trying to crawl to the console to make it make it cure the genophage. But then he dies before he gets there. Oh, you're an evil, evil man. Yep. I, I oh, know that. The endings of this game take a lot of flack, but for me, it's it's this kind of thing that hurts more, having to kill Morden, or in your case, getting to kill Morden. Yeah. And so, 
at the end of that mission, everybody's like, you know, Rex is there, and I think um, Grunt's there too, and all my other party members are there. And they're like, like yeah, we cured the genophase. We're, we're great people. Good job, Shepard, man. You're going to be going down in Krogan history as one of the best heroes ever. Oh, and I'm, you... I'm sitting here like, yeah. I hope you can sleep with yourself at night. And oh, then, God. And, and then there's this, there's a great scene where everybody leaves except for Rex. And Rex is like, sorry about Morden, man. And I'm like, yeah, he was a good guy. And I'm like, yeah. But there's something off about it, you know? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I can't put my finger on it, but it just, it's weird. And, and like, they give you the option of, like, just dismiss it. And so I'm like, ah, Morton, you know, he was a good guy. He, he, you know, he sacrificed himself to save everybody. Like, yeah, you're right. Man, I can't wait to start making babies again. And I'm like, yeah, babies. <laughs> Let's uh, let's go. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that was like the most awkward conversation I ever saw. Because it was just oh, like that's... you know me personally. I'm just like you. Yeah, this is this is good. And then Shepard's just like deadpan. Yeah, Morton was a good guy. Sacrificed himself. Let's get out of here. And I'm just like, man, you're such a lying bitch. Huh. But uh, oh. it's actually kind of fun seeing how the Renegade stuff plays out because it's just like, oh, what else can we fuck up? <laughs> you know? My God. Oh, man. Oh, don't worry. It gets better. It gets way better. Oh, it can't get any worse. Yeah. So after we cured the genophage, and I say that in quotes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we then get contact from the Quarian fleet. Uh, they need our help because they have basically decided now's the time to go and take back our home world. <laughs> so now we have to go and fight a bunch of Geth. In this one, so there's a few missions you have to do for the Quarians. Um, the first one is you have to go on a Geth ship. Isn't that right? Um, yes. In order to disable something. To, yeah, you have to... They've, they're sort of putting out a signal. Oh, or the Reapers are putting out a signal to the Geth, because the Geth are um, being controlled by the Reapers, and I think that um, disables that signal. Right. So, um, when we get on the Geth ship, we run into none other than Legion, who is basically telling us that, hey, um, which is funny because I'm sure you guys, your shepherd was like, hey, Legion, what are you doing here? My my shepherd was like, I remember you. You're that fucking robot that we sold to Cerberus. <laughs> <laughs> Does that come up with anything then? What, what do you mean? Does that come up like as part of the conversation? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what she says. She's like, I remember you. You were that robot we disabled and, and gave over to Cerberus. And he's like, correct. And that's that's the oh. end of that decision. I'm just like, yeah, this is the epitome of Mass Effect. All those decisions I made are just like a small little, yep, that's it. And I'm just like, come on. Yeah, it's a little different in that, you know, obviously Legion was dead for me. So this was just another unit that Shepard decides he's going to call Legion, even though he knows it's not Legion. What the oh, fuck? Oh, that's she. And he just keeps, you know, and, and people keep reminding him, well, that's not actually Legion. He's like, I don't care. It acts like Legion. It is Legion. Oh, wow. That's really weird. 
So, uh, Legion has the bright idea of, I am actually connected to all of these Geth. What I can do is, I can actually reprogram them using Reaper tech, so that way they're no longer under Reaper control. They'll basically be human. They basically have free will to do whatever they want. And if we do that, we can have them join our side. And I have decided that Shepard also hates synthetic life. <laughs> so she's like, well, fuck that. <laughs> um, and of course, um, but we lead Legion on to think that we're going to help with that. So we go through the whole, you know, the, the geth consciousness you know that little virtual reality thing we learn about the geth and how the Koreans basically experimented with bad things and we kind of mistreated the geth for a while and then the geth were finally like fuck y'all <laughs> um but eventually after a couple of missions we 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 go to take the home world um we we do that because or in order to do that we have to stop a reaper that is there which i have to say is kind of a cool scene um because you know you have to fight that reaper that's basically coming up out of the ground and trying to shoot you and you're like the only person there um but after defeating it obviously um legion is there tolly is there and you have to make a decision, but there is a way to satisfy both sides. Because I remember doing it in my first playthrough of the game when I played Paragon. But I think it's really difficult to do. I did manage to do it. Okay. So what what is the way to satisfy both sides? I don't know. You did, you <laughs> Just, did. I didn't do anything spectacular. I did all of the sort of missions. I My Paragon was sort of incredibly high, but I don't know if there was anything in particular that I did or not. No idea. It just, um, for me, um, at the end of that, that mission, um, cause I, I think I just selected, oh, how did it go? The conversation went that he backed, um, tried to stop Legion from, um, the guest from oh no that was it I sided with Tally so the first conversation part I sided with Tally in that the guest must you know the guest have got to be shut down and then I get the option or we get the bit where he says uh, no 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 that uh, well, Legion says no 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 there's, this isn't right and then I got a blue option to reply to that and that then just switched it so that Tally was um, agreeing with me, backing me up. And I was saying that the guests should live. I, 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 that's the only thing that I could think that maybe was different right. from my last playthrough. I, I don't know. Let, so let's, let's paint the picture here. So basically, we have been able to disable all of the guests that have been attacking the Corians, And they're just kind of just sitting there like... Just they're just laying there in their ships, and they're they're not attacking or anything like that. And the Koreans are like, "Should we destroy them? Should we shoot? You know, kill them? Because they're kind of vulnerable now, right now. They're not attacking us." 
and the and Legion's like, don't do that. I can upload my consciousness into all of them. They have free will using the Reaper tech, and they they're basically you know a living being. They don't they, they can think for themselves. Uh, and Tali's like, I don't know if we should do that. You know, especially using Reaper tech, they could easily just get indoctrinated again. I don't know if we should do that. And so you have to choose between those two. So basically, the the Corian fleet is like basically aiming their guns at Geth's heads and saying, "So should we pull the trigger?" And uh, obviously, my my shepherd's like, "Yeah, pull the trigger." And huh. every all the Corians just destroy all the Geth that are there, blow them all up. And of course, Legion's like, "I knew I should never have trusted a human," and he tries to attack me. Uh, he comes up behind me with a knife and is getting ready to stab me. And then Tolly comes up behind him and stabs him in the back. And wow. Legion falls over dead. That's brutal. Yep. Yeah, I had a tough time because initially I sided with Tolly. And then she's, and I thought that was it. I'm like, all right, I'm not sure that was the right decision, but I made it. And then she's working on. You know, one of her little, she's got like a little ball of energy that she's, you know, doing some calculations on. And I thought that the decision was over, but then they gave me the chance to backtrack and I, and I took it. I was like, no, actually, sorry. I think the, I think the guest should be, should, uh, should yeah, live that, and should have. That's what happened to me, except I have the blue option. So it, I think that's probably what caused it. So both, both, well, both Geth and, um, Quarians then sort of join forces. Essentially, they decide to work back together. Well, yay! In my game, all the Geth are dead, <laughs> and the Quarians now have their home world back. And you are so mean. There was such an awesome cutscene where uh, Shepard and Talia are talking, saying, "Where do I even start from here?" And she's like, "I'm I'm trying to find where I'm going to put my house and stuff like that." And she's like, where, yep. where do I start? And then uh, Shepard reaches down and picks up a rock and hands it to her. So here's a start. But in my game, it glitched. So she picked up an imaginary rock that hadn't, she had nothing in her hand <laughs> and then handed it to Tali. And I was so like, it's super yeah, <laughs> maybe it's like a, a, a stealth rock or something. <laughs> start with nothing. Yeah. Start with nothing and work your way there. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we did that. Um, crap. So after that, we then have to go check, talk, talk to the Asaris. We have to go to the Asari homeworld because there is a, come to find out there is actually a Reaper or no, it's collector stuff, um, there that could possibly point us in the right direction on finishing the crucible or, it, or at least tell us how to use the friggin' thing. Um, so when we go there, obviously Liara wants to go with us. So we go there, and the Reapers are there, like, tearing shit up. I mean, she's never seen Thessia that way before, is how she said it. Um, and we make it to basically the temple. They have, like, a big temple where they worship this goddess. And kind of find out the, the temple itself was built around a... a um, Prothean artifact, the Prothean, what, what are they called? Monolith. The, yeah, Monolith, or they call them something else. I can't remember what they're called. 
But yeah, it's, it's one of those beacon. 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 There you go, beacon. Yeah, the, the, from the first game. Um, when we make it there, um, kind of find out the the Prothean beacon is actually uh, it's uh, like a hologram of a person of a, of a of a Prothean uh, who knows the schematics for the Crucible. And it's like, yeah, this is what we were. This is what this beacon is supposed to do. It's supposed to help finish the crucible. We're like, fantastic. This is great. Let's get our shit and go. Oh, wait. Cerberus shows up. Not only Cerberus, but their main assassin, Kai Lang, shows up. Uh, and we have a fight with him. I remember Kai Lang being more difficult than this. Both times I fought him, I thought it was more difficult than this. Yep, me too. Um, but this guy's a pushover in this game for me. Uh, but he, yeah, this yeah. whole game has felt easy after Mass Effect 2. Oh, yeah, you playing on Insanity. Yeah, and this is on normal, so it's it's been fairly breezy. Yeah. So uh, we fight him, but he's able to grab the data and run off. And we're like, well, shit. <laughs> now what are we supposed to do? That We needed that. Um... I forgot to mention, did, did we, we didn't talk about going back to the Citadel when it was under siege by Cerberus, right? Or did that, yeah. ha- did that happen before? It we, did happen, but I don't think we mentioned it. Okay, well, well, we'll mention that too. So before all of this, we, we go back to the Citadel and something's going up. Yeah, we don't know what the hell's going on, but like people aren't responding. CSEC is like taking over. We get there, and Cerberus has taken over the Citadel, basically. And uh, they're trying to get... Trying to get one of the... Like, some of the council members? Because I know we saved the Asari council member, is that it? Or do we save the Solarian one? I can't remember which one we save. But um, they're trying to, I guess, assassinate the council members. It was the Solarian, I think. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. So, um, but after getting to where we need to be, uh, we realize that somebody on the inside has been helping out Cerberus. And this is where we f- see Kyling for the first time, basically, or run into him, like, for real, like, in, in, in the flesh, basically. Um, and we come to the realization that Counselor Udina is probably working with Cerberus. Um, and we do the whole elevator thing. We're trying to get to Udina. Uh, and Ashley is actually there trying to protect him. Um, and we get there before Cerberus does. And uh, Udina's there yelling at us. He's like, you guys don't know what the hell you're talking about. He's like, the, I'm opening the door because C-Sec's there. And they're like, no, you don't open that door because Cerberus is behind that door. And you fucking know it, you asshole. And um, I get the renegade option of shooting Odina in the fucking heart, and I do. <laughs> wow. While Ashley is standing there holding her gun at me saying, don't fucking do anything. Because she doesn't trust me because I used to work for Cerberus. But I kill Odina. And then Ashley's like, oh my god, you were right. I'm like, I told you, you asshole. <laughs> and then, you know, obviously, Kai Lang escapes. And, and it's like, fuck this, I, we can't do this right now. Shepard's, Shepard's more of a match than we know. 
kind of thing. So that happened. Um, I had a few conversations on the Citadel with a few people. I actually did a few side quests there just to see what I could do. It wasn't much. Is that the short little scenes with the team, or was that later? That's later. Right, okay. right, right before we're getting ready to do our final mission thing. But I forgot to mention, while we were trying to protect uh, the Solarian uh, council member, uh, Thane gets killed. He gets killed by Kyling. I don't know if that happened in y'all's yeah. game. There's a lot of yeah. weird round deaths in this game. There's so I don't, think, I didn't think Thane ever died in my game. Like so, you he died in mine. Yeah, he definitely died in mine. Like fucking Kyling did the whole samurai. I'm gonna slash my sword behind me and stab a guy. Yeah, he did that to to Thane. Because Thane was helping me trying to protect the the council member, and got in the way and got killed. I had a weird comment. Uh, I was just walking around the citadel at one point, and just two random strangers say, "Oh, did you hear Kelly Chambers got killed?" And I was like, "What?" I went through all that work in the last game to save her, and now I don't even get to see her in this game. And just an offhanded comment that she's dead. I thought that was really weird. Hmm. Welcome to Bioware, where most of your choices are handled in the next game by saying, yeah, that guy died. There was a lot of deaths from the second one, so I think he, I had Thane, Legion, um, Morden. Yeah. Um, there's, another the there's another one that comes up for me. Uh... Trying to think, you know, Jacob just hangs around in the hospital like a dick. Uh, yeah, I, um, did, I actually did a mission with Jacob. Yeah, me too. Where he was protecting the the ex Cerberus scientists. Yep. Yep. And uh, I did the whole option of, hey, remember we had sex that one time? And he's like, we can't do this, Shepard. I'm like, why? And he's like, because I'm having a baby with this other woman. And I was like, you slut. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, um, there's, there's another death from Mass Effect 2 that pops up, which I guess we can go ahead and get into because that's one of the next things that happens for me. Uh, I get a call, uh, from Miranda. Uh, she's saying that she wants, um, some documents. She wants some, classified information that only alliance people can get and me being the renegade i am i'm sorry that's classified you can't have it <laughs> so a little bit later on uh we are storming one of the is storming the cerberus one of the cerberus's bases um hoping to get a jump on them uh and when we get there um Actually, no. It's it, yeah. That's the the. It's the God. Where is it? It's it's supposed to be like an academy or some place where Cerberus is actually turning their. Oh humans. yeah, it's like a refugee camp. Yeah, refugee camp. We're going there to the refugee camp, and Miranda is there for me, and she she got there ahead of us, and she's trying she's she's trying to, her father is helping Cerberus 
with these experiments because he experimented obviously with Miranda and her sister and he's been helping turn people into these Cerberus monstrosities. Um, and so we're always like two steps behind Miranda trying to get to her. Uh, when we make it finally there to her, um, she has been badly wounded by Kai Ling. And we uh, are there with her father. To which we have the option to either let him go or kill him. Either way, I'm pretty sure he still dies. Because if I kill him, he just dies. But if I don't kill him, Miranda fucking kills him. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, I think she kills him in my playthrough. Yeah, my playthrough, I shot him like three times, and then Miranda, like, biotic pushed him out of a window. So a little bit of overkill. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah I think that happened. And then Miranda falls over dead. Oh, okay, that didn't happen to me. Yeah, there is a way to save Miranda. If you give her the information that she asked for before that mission... And I'm pretty sure if you had her loyalty up in Mass Effect 2, then she survives. But she didn't survive in this one. <laughs> Not for me. She died. Of course she didn't. So, um, but after that, that's when we finally go to the Cerberus base. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's talk to end game, isn't it? Yeah, we're 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 like closing in on the end game at this point. And um, but the thing I have to mention is is that I went back to the Citadel because I wanted to do a few of those side quests and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, I'm done with the side quests here. Let's go back to the Normandy. So you know, you go to the dock and on the Citadel, and um. You know, you obviously have to walk to the door and it says, would you like to enter the Normandy again, right? So, um, I go to the dock and I'm going to the door and I get a cutscene. And out the door comes Rex with a shotgun in his hand. Oh. And he comes up to me and says, Shepard, I know what the fuck you did. You didn't cure the genophage. I, we heard recordings or some shit like that. He heard recordings and he's like, so you shot Morden in the back and killed him. You killed your friend. And then you also fucked us over to where we can't reproduce anymore. And he's like, you best believe the entire Krogan army is going to hear about this. Huh. And I'm like, Rex, you need to chill the fuck out, man. And he's like, no, we're done chilling out. And then C-Set guys come up, he shoots them. And he's like, I'm going to fucking murder you right now. <laughs> and then I get the the renegade pull the, the, the left trigger. I pull out my gun and I shoot Rex. And he keeps coming. And so I have like three options of shooting him three different times. I fucking unloaded on him. <laughs> and he he then falls over. No, he, he, he slumps over, but then I shoot him again. He falls out of a window and lands on the ground and is dead. And then Captain Bailey shows up, and he's like, what the hell's going on? And I said, Krogan just went nuts. <laughs> and uh, and then um, that's one of the options, is he just went crazy. 
Uh, and then Captain Bay is like, okay, let me call some guys. He called a guy. He's like, yeah, we're going to need uh, some cleanup here. He's like, yeah, it's Krogan. He's too big to fit in a, in a coffin. I guess we're just going to have to airlock him. and the whole time this is happening i had this look on my face of oh my god what the fuck am i doing (laughs) i know like i've known this guy from the first game and he's he's done nothing but been a friend to me and i just sat here and riddled his body with fucking bullets My God, you are evil! And the last thing they do is airlock him out of the fucking Citadel. He's like his dead body's just floating in space. Holy crap. A piece of garbage. You are a piece of garbage. Oh, God. That's why I went to Twitter and said, Oh, my God, I just did something fucking horrible. (laughs) But I was like, this is so good. I was like, this is so, like... It's one of those things where, like, this is like this is compelling shit, though. I'm just like, wow, I can't believe I'm actually doing this. And I, I didn't even know that happened in the game because I've always went Paragon. Fucking crazy, man! I was like, yes, this is what I want to see. I want to see this crazy <laughs> carnage. Turn on everybody, Shepard. Yeah, do it. Pretty soon, we're just gonna be working for the Reapers. <laughs> yeah, you might as well. Yeah. I'm secretly a reaper, but <laughs> so we did that, uh, and yeah, then we we were able to strike at the base of Cerberus, and I'm so ready. I am so ready to fucking murder the elusive man. Yep. At this point, uh, so we make it to their base. Of course, the elusive man is not there. Nobody knows where he is. Um, but we do have the fight, the final fight with Kai Ling. Um, which they have been able to crack, uh, the, the code to get into, um, the Prothean, uh, beacon and basically figure out how to finish the crucible, how to use it. Um, so we had the, the big fight with Kai Lang. Of course, I, I found it easy. I didn't, I, in fact, I think I've died maybe twice during this playthrough of Mass Effect 3. And that was because I was like, really hairless like this game was not difficult for me at all um so i I was able to beat him uh of course he doesn't die full out he does the whole i'm coming up behind you while you're at the computer and of course i get the renegade option to fucking stab him in the back so i did i did my whole little john woo slow-mo get behind him and stab him um but they found out how to work, uh, basically the crucible. In order to work the crucible, you have to have the citadel. And everybody's like, whoa, shit. I thought the citadel, which they, they knew the citadel was made by the reapers. They don't know why, but it's been around forever. Kind of find out the citadel is part of the crucible. You have to have it along with the, the head part. I don't, what was the head part called? The catalyst. The catalyst. There you go. The catalyst. So you got to have both parts together, and that's how, you know, you use it. How do we use it? Well, we're not certain just yet, but we gotta we gotta board the the uh, citadel because currently Cerberus and Reapers 
have taken over the Citadel and are moving it toward Earth. So, we gotta go there. Then begins the final mission, where we go to Earth, particularly in London, because that's where they're kind of gathering. Uh, that's also where they have like a, a teleportation beam that is going to the Citadel. Um, and this is where we run into everybody, pretty much. This is where we have our goodbyes with everybody. Um, anybody got any particular stories they want to talk about here? Mm, nope. Did anybody romance anybody in this game? I stuck with Liara. Did you? Yeah, have, I went with that. Did you guys have your final? This we're gonna die yes. here, so let's have sex thing. Yeah, yep. of course, absolutely. Why wouldn't I? Of course. Nice <laughs> <laughs> time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean this this is a long one though. It just kept going. Um, because you got to make it here, you got to make it there, then you got to push forward, and you know you have to. You, Stop this this protector that's protecting the beam, and you, you got to wait for the missiles to launch, and that was kind of there's difficult. Some, though, what's that? Uh, there's some a couple of crazy waves of enemies that you fight. Yeah, like with the big guys that charge you are yeah. those rapid. I don't I don't remember what they're called. Um, but sort of the exposed spines. Yeah, behemoth or not behemoth? It's something. Yeah, I know what you're talking about though. But there, there's one of those waves where you fight like nine of them. Yeah. Then there's then those all the waves banshees. with the banshees. I fucking hate them. I'd rather fight the the giant guys than with the banshees. Yeah, me too. They they do have a one hit kill. If they get next to you and grab you, you're dead. Yep. Um. But yeah, doing all that, we make our final push to the beam. Uh. And this is actually one of the dumbass fucking ways why I died. Because I died... Shepard is badly injured. And we have this really dramatic playable scene where we're limping to the beam and in slow motion you have to shoot these husks that are running after you. And then out of nowhere a marauder, I think is what it's called, pops out and shoots yep. at you. I died like twice here because mm -hmm. you can't aim in slow-mo that way. And I'm just like, just let me shoot normally. You know, I, it was so fucking annoying. I died twice here and it's, it's so annoying because you have to start back slowly walking and watching people die. And it's all dramatic. And I'm just like, at this point, I don't care. Just, just get me to the fucking beam. Um, but we make it into the beam. It shoots us up to the Citadel. When we get there, we land in a place where there's obviously collecting bodies. And um, they're, I guess they're making a new Reaper. Um, and Anderson is there. Anderson somehow made it to the beam, but he's on another part of wherever you are. Uh, when we make it to the center, Anderson's already there. And he's sitting there on the computer trying to figure out how the fuck do we even get this thing to work. Uh, when none other than Martin Sheen himself, the elusive man, shows up. 
and he is like he's all kinds of messed up. He's his face is like starting to turn and shit and he's talking fucking crazy. He's he ha, he says he knows for a fact that he can use this to control the reapers. And the whole time I'm like you are out of your fucking mind. You don't control the reapers, we destroy them. That's that's how we end this. And he's not having it. And he is somehow controlling both Shepard and Anderson. I guess he's using indoctrination powers. I still don't understand that because I didn't think either of us were indoctrinated. <laughs> but maybe we are. Yeah. Because this... the elusive man physically can control us with his mind. Because he makes both Anderson get down on his knees, and he also makes Shepard shoot Anderson. Uh, mm, nice, this ending. Yeah. So, there's one final decision where you're trying to talk the elusive man out of this. The elusive man has his gun pointed at Anderson's head. And there's four options that pop up for me. There's the standard white paragon and white renegade option. But there's also the blue and the red option that pop up. And even though I've been a complete and utter dick to everybody in this game, it would not let me choose the red option. And I'm thinking, mm. do I have to have my repetition all the way up? And I thought I did. But I could not use the either the blue or the, the red option, so I just went with the, the standard renegade option. Um but luckily they give me another, you know, pull the right trigger to shoot the elusive man and I shot him and killed him before he could kill Anderson. Did you guys do that or no? Um I did shoot him. You did shoot him. Yeah. Matt, did you? Yeah, I did as well, but I thought I picked the blue option. It may have been a blue option for you guys. I don't know. It was a it was definitely a red option for me of shooting him and and killing him. So then we sit there and we're watching Earth basically get destroyed. And us dying. Uh, yeah, we're we're both kinda laying there dying. Anderson's laying there. He he de he does die. We're like, you know, he's like you get you're you're a great soldier and you're a good friend. And then we're like Anderson, and he's like he's dead. And then we get taken up through this little secret elevator. Takes us up. And you're like, what the fuck is this? And then we come into basically the the large part of the this crucible. And we're greeted by a holographic child who is talking to us about our options. So this kid tells us... What, go ahead. Also, and the universe in general and basically a bit of an info dump and well, why you don't, know, on, on the universe and on his interaction and all that. So let me... I, I'll, I'll, let's, let's start with what we believe. Uh, I heard what he said. And everybody has their own thoughts on what that means. My thoughts are... So he he basically said that 
the Reapers were created a long, long time ago. Like, hundreds of thousands of years ago. Millions, I think. Yeah, probably millions. Uh, from a civilization who we wouldn't, wouldn't even understand. But the, it was basically a safety protocol. The Reapers are here to eliminate intelligent life once they get so advanced that they begin wars. Yeah. Yeah, they kill themselves, essentially, yeah. They begin wars with synthetics. They say it happens every single life cycle. You know, existence automatically goes toward making artificial life. Every time that happens, it turns into a war because artificial life will always try to dominate, you know, real life. So the Reapers were created as kind of like a balance. We wipe wipe out not all, you know, life in the galaxy, but just the intelligent ones. But then we left the unintelligent ones evolve grow and then flourish but they always go back to synthetic life so we have to wipe them out again this has been going on for millions of years and there's one key caveat to to the point that he's making i think at this at this time which is not that they just destroy life but that they essentially collect it and store all that information yeah, to create their own, to create new reapers, because and, and they, because each that time, sort yeah. of their their goal also because their goal is not to destroy life, it's to save organic life. Yeah, and so they're what they're doing is is each time they start in a reaper invasion, they're learning each each life cycle, organic life gets smarter, and and, and improves more and more. And in order for the Reapers to stay on top of that, to be one step ahead of them, they have to collect parts of that organic life to create new Reapers, to advance their technologies as well. Because if not, then one one day, synthetic life may be able to find figure out a way to stop the Reapers. Which may be today, depending on what we choose. Hmm. So, here's our options. The first one being, wipe out the Reapers. Destroy them. Kill them all. In the process, Shepard will die. Also, maybe. Well, maybe. Also, a lot of life's going to be lost too. Because the Mass Effect relays that have been around are going to basically be destroyed. Doing so will kill a lot of fucking people. But the Reapers will be no more. That they they will forever be dead. The other option is becoming one with the Reapers. Essentially what the elusive man wanted to do. He wanted to control the Reapers. Shepard would then upload her consciousness or his consciousness into the Reaper consciousness become one with them and you can basically control them however you'd like 
And those are the two options that kid gave me. Wait, he didn't give you the third one? He did not give me any third option. So there was the red option and there was the green option. But I so remember, you didn't get synthesis. I remember there was a blue option as well. But Yeah, blue is control. Okay, so then it was blue. Oh, that was it. Yeah, control. Yeah. Then yeah, it was control. blue. Then it was red and blue. What was the green option? Because I can't even remember. And what's that? Synthesis that all organic and synthetic life, all of them live, and they sort of come together into this hybrid organic synthetic, uh, you know, perfect beings. And there's no war with anybody because organics and synthetics have, you know, figured out how to live together. It's some weird merging of organics and synthetics. I probably didn't get that option because I wiped out all the geth. No, you'd also merge with the Reapers. That's true. For some reason, I did not get that option. I only had two options. Hmm. So, me being the renegade that I am, I told that little holographic child to go fuck off. (laughs) And he's like, what do you mean? It's like, I'm not doing this. They're like, what do you mean? It's like, you have to make a choice. I'm like, no, I don't. I make my own fucking choice. And my choice is, we're going to fight you. And he says, so be it. And then cut the, to cut the scene. Cut to a scene. <laughs> it's so <laughs> stupid. Cut to a scene where it looks like you're at an underground facility. And there's a hologram of Liara saying, my name is Liara. We were wiped out by the Reapers. And this is your warning to, hey, make a choice next time, asshole. But nice. <laughs> but it's basically saying this is our this is the retelling of what happened to our civilization before the Reapers wiped us out. Oh, so that's your fourth option. Yeah, fourth. I, I feel one I haven't seen or haven't done. That's the option of basically my shepherd is like, if I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die on my own fucking terms. So you can do whatever the fuck you want to, but we're gonna go out fighting, and the kid's like, fine, have it your way. And then that's it. And then it shows it shows the hologram of Liara in like this underground facility, saying, "This is our history. This is what happened, and hopefully, you will find this and learn from our mistakes." Yep. Time for the next cycle. Yep. And then the credits roll, and then I still get the the thing at the end where it says, "This is what happened with Shepard. Come, let me tell you another story." And talking to the little kid, and I'm like, "How that happen? How do you get, how how do you get that ending?" I still got that at the yeah, very end. Weird. Yeah. Weird. And that's the end of Mass Effect Three for me. Oh Jesus! And I was like, "Man, well, I, you know, in the end, I guess me killing Morden and betraying all my friends really didn't matter because we all got killed by the Reapers in the end. So yay." You're a dick. Yep. I'm such a dick that I got everybody killed. Literally everybody in the galaxy died because I'm a dick. My job here is done. (laughs) But you not pick that option. I think the other three are interesting all in their own rights. Because when you said you got the shitty ending, I, I mean, I guess you did get the one that's truly shitty. Yeah, I, but I got ultimately, the ultimately. You basically you got game over. <laughs> so that's it. The Reapers won the end. <laughs> yeah, and all the other options, 
are kind of shitty, but are kind of redeeming in their own ways. Right. And I, I think it's interesting because now that I've played it through, picked two different endings and watched the third, I don't, I don't know what the best ending is. So even if you would for all of the indoctrination stuff, so just go with what was presented. I, I don't know. So which ending, all right, John, which ending did you choose? I went for the destroy the Reapers ending. So the red ending. Yep. So what happens in that ending exactly? Uh, so all the Reapers get destroyed, obviously. And, um, all synthetics, all the, right? All the, uh, all synthetics. Yeah. All the, uh, Reapers, their ships all just crash and all of the husks while well, they're sort of attacking London all just drop dead. Um, you get a cutscene of the Normandy sort of trying to outrun the blast from the Mass Effect relays as it fires to each one to destroy them. Um, and that crash lands. And then you get a nice little, this is the extended cut, obviously, a nice little montage of everyone sort of, you know, we'll, we'll keep on going, all the Reapers are defeated, we'll, we've got to rebuild, but we'll be fine. And uh, that's narrated by Admiral Hackett. Uh, you also see um, them put up, like, uh, plaques on the... Normandy that sort of says Edie's dead and Legion's dead and, and you know, all of these bits and pieces. Um, and and then the Normandy gets up and flies away and I guess it's sort of like everyone's going to live happily ever after and then you get the very, very shortcut scene of uh, Shepard's body just breathing. And, and that's it. Oddly, though, I, I find it very strange that the, uh, you know, all sort of synthetics are dead, but electronics are not, and they can still control the ship. That seems a bit weird. Yeah. I don't know. I know it's not, e- I know Edie had obviously been destroyed, but, um, yeah, that's just a bit weird. Um, the, the director's cut wasn't really that much more satisfying at all. I mean, yes, it had some, still image type photo things for this montage of, of what happened afterwards. And, and, you know, just didn't, it didn't solve the problems that that ending had. Mm -hmm. And after watching those indoctrination theory, uh, videos and they're lengthy and the guy, fair play, he's, he's trying to sort of, come across as neutral like he doesn't really believe one way or the other but he's putting all the facts out there um some very interesting facts um that do especially the ending scene uh with the elusive man and anderson when they're talking the the indoctrination theory um does come off very strong when you break that whole scene down but if that is the case, if, if that is, it, you know, it, it, that's a dream from the moment he gets hit by the blast from the, the Reaper um, to getting up on the Citadel, if that all part of that is a dream, then where's the real ending? Yep, we still haven't seen it. Still haven't seen it. And that's the biggest problem for me is that um, the indoctrination theory is very, very, very convincing. But if... 
if that is the real ending, where is the ending? Because it ends on a dream. We'll never where see Where is... Yeah. And you're not going to see it now, obviously. So it makes me think, well, the indoctrination can't can't be real. It, it, it can't... It must have been real. It couldn't have been a dream. But then, again, the arguments against it. How did Anderson get out there? The last time you saw Anderson, he was behind you. Yeah. Um, how does he get in front? There's no other way. There's only one platform. Where does the elusive man come from? How does the elusive man control you? How come where you, you shoot Anderson, when you sit down to talk to him and after he dies, you you have a bullet wound in the same place that you shot, that the elusive man made you shoot Anderson. And the star child, where does he come from? He's not, he's He refers to the Reapers as us and we, so he's Reaper controlled. Where's, how's, there's got to be a dream because that's the only thing that makes sense. And if that's the case, and it's an indoctrination attempt, where's the real ending? And that's that's a real downer. That you know, I I wish I hadn't have watched those. And fair play was it? I think it was Chad. Uh, I think it was Chad who had recommended those, and I was very interested. And I do thank you for recommending them. Um, I wish I hadn't have watched them now because now, mate, I was kind of okay with the ending originally when I played it. Now I am very much not okay because mm. it's such a strong argument for that being a dream sequence. What the hell were Bioware thinking? And now I just think that game didn't have a proper ending. And so now I feel worse than I did before watching them because <laughs> it's like, um, you know, me trying to actually uncover more about the ending means I've ruined it for myself. So, you know, that's the way it goes. But that's, yeah, I was... It was disappointing. Um, I still actually favour the mechanics of Mass Effect 3 over any of the others. I thought it was a lot tighter, um, especially the combat um, and <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, and the, I mean, I've always gone soldier, so for me that that kind of stuff felt a lot better in three than it did in, in two, and especially one. Um, I didn't get as much out of the um, your your colleagues you, you know your your your, uh, your shipmates and stuff um i liked javik but i feel bad for anyone who didn't play as javik because he was a pre-order thing wasn't he, he was a um you only got him if you bought it new you didn't get it if you bought it pre-owned because that was part of the cerberus thing where they you know wanted you to buff, you know when they were trying to combat used games and so not everyone played with him. I thought he had some interesting dialogue. I liked Edie in her physical form. I thought she was a good squad mate and was, you know, very funny. Um, but you had Ashley back. That was the other guy, James, boring guy. Uh, just didn't feel the same camaraderie that we had with two, with all of those characters. And also, I felt that the way that it's presented was a lot better than two in the fact that with two you have loyalty missions but at every point you're saying hurry up kill the reapers all the collectors hurry up hurry up hurry up but you want me to do these loyalty missions it's the only way i'm gonna you know it's the only way i'm gonna be strong enough to beat them uh, but you're constantly the game is constantly in your ear telling you well beat the collectors go collectors 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 with this one the way that the story's laid out in the fact that the only way to defeat the Reapers is to do all the side missions, to get everybody on side. It felt better narratively. Shame about the ending. 
me personally, I mean, Matt, I, we'll, we'll get to your, uh, you know, we'll, we'll save that for wrap up. Uh, Matt, what, what about your ending that you've got this time around? So I, I did the same thing that John did. I chose destroy. Um, and then because the first time I had played it, I chose control. And so I immediately went afterwards and watched the synthesis ending, which just basically, I, you know, I know there's a lot of hate for these endings and each one individually, I don't think is satisfying, but for me sort of weighing the merits of the three options is very satisfying because I think they're all kind of balanced to there's no clear good ending and bad ending. They're all different. Mm. And I, I kind of like that about the three endings, even the one, the green option synthesis, which you would think would be, you know, the most, uh, you know, the most obviously good option because everybody wins. Everybody lives. The Reapers become good. They help everybody. They start rebuilding planets of their own free will. How could that not be good? But then on the other hand, you've got now, like in the cutscenes, all the people have glowing green eyes. The Reapers, everything, organic and synthetic, has glowing green eyes. All of the organics have this weird, like, circuitry scrawl over their skin. So you've basically taken every organic and synthetic in the universe and mutated them, or in the galaxy, and mutated them into this weird hybrid society. And that is not necessarily a good thing. Yeah, what is what is that? You've turned them into monsters. What have we turned ourselves into? What, what was the cost? Maybe the cost was too high to have this kind of peace. So even the one that, like, on the surface seems the best has a pretty big negative to it. Or what I chose the first time I played it of control, you know, to me at the time, and in, in many ways, I still think that's the best option because the Reapers may not be good, but they don't have any say in the matter because they're listening to Shepard now. And at least the way I play Shepard, no offense, Drew, I would not want your Shepard as the supreme <laughs> of the galaxy. Trust me, I, I wouldn't either. But, you know, in general, you might say, yeah, control's the best because I don't have to kill all the synthetics. And the Reapers are now under our control. We've also stopped the cycle. The biggest negative with the destroy option, long term, even that's the one I picked this time and, and you as well, John. But in some ways, that doesn't solve anything because they're going to start the cycle afresh. Yeah. And, and there's nobody Just without the Reapers. Yeah, there's no guardians left to prevent the next synthetic uprising. Yeah. So yeah, whenever it's nice to believe that that this time around we're not that stupid, but then again, humans are humans. So, yeah, I can see the point of that for sure. I think you're right in a way that there's plus and minuses to all three endings, but it's because of that bloody indoctrination theory, and because there's no canon, there's no this is. They all end so differently. It feels, I don't know, it just feels wrong. I know you get lots of games with multiple endings and things like that, of course. Um, I don't know. There's something missing from Mass Effect 3's, which, whichever one you choose. I feel yeah. like they painted themselves into a corner, which is why they're doing Andromeda, which has nothing to do with any of the previous games. 
Well, that was a smart move, really, though. You oh, didn't yeah. expect them to, to to try and mantle that, um, carry on that mantle. It was like, well, you kind of had to do something. You want to sell this franchise again to a new audience, as well as the old audience. Yeah. So new new audience don't have the, the baggage of what happened with the last one. And the old ones, you know, can still relish in the universe, but don't have to worry about which ending they picked. And, and more importantly, neither the Bioware. Um, whether Because there is a option for picking whether your shepherd was male or female. At uh, the beginning of the game, during the character creator, I have no idea whether that plays into anything at all. Um, that's the only thing. You, go, you can't do a save. Although, I think multiplayer, if you play on Xbox, if you've got a save, it gives you, like, um, a chest or something, you know, a, a loot crate um, for having a Mass Effect resave. But that's all that I've seen so far. I'm guessing that we will never hear anything else out of that through the series <laughs> of Andromeda. No. No, I mean again, they. You're right. They they would paint themselves into a corner by referencing any of that because obviously everybody's experience was different. May not make make sense in one certain uh, one person's playthrough than another. So, yeah, keeping that completely separate is the smarter idea. But in wrap up for me, my thoughts on this game. I, to me, besides the endings. I prefer Mass Effect 3 over any of them. I think that the story beats were, were more dramatic. I think that the, the gameplay was good. Um, I just, I feel like there was more at stake in this one than anything. You know, this was definitely like, yeah, this is the end. This is, this is do or die right here. You know, while the mm. suicide mission was just like, it only referred to these people. While the, the Mass Effect Three refers to everybody, and um, I, I, I really do, I liked all the story beats and I liked all the decisions that you made. The, my issue with Mass Effect Three is that it doesn't really matter what decisions you made in the first two games or even in the third game because you're going to be funneled into these basically four choices. And to me, or that, three in your case, well, three for me. But I, I feel like that, that, that I hate when the, when games do that. And I'll tell you one thing, Telltale Games does that bad. Um, but I've said it a million times, I'll say it again. If you want to see a game that has so many open-up endings... <laughs> Don't you dare. Don't you bloody dare. You play a game called Alpha Protocol. Because in Alpha Protocol... Both Jay, Matt, and I had vastly different endings. There's so many different branching paths in that game to where shit just doesn't happen. You 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 won't even see this happen. Um, and I still suggest it to anybody out there. It's rough. I'm not going to sh- yeah. beat around the bush. That game is rough as shit to play. But the story and how and just how the story progresses through what you choose to do, where you choose to go, what you choose to say to somebody, is phenomenal. I've never seen it that well in a game. So, <laughs> but that's 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 my final thoughts on Mass Effect Three. Uh, Matt, what about you? All in all, 
I'm still really conflicted on this game. Not so much in a do I like it or not, because overall, you know, I think that it, I think it's a great game. I mean, I think it's well handled. The story, you know, it's, it gives you the resolution that you need from the first two games. Uh, I, and I, I honestly didn't really mind the endings. I think the way I would boil it down again is to say that no ending in itself is all that great as far as feeling satisfying, but they are all essentially epic cliffhangers. And I kind of like how diverse you can go with them. And then just to speculate on what that would mean for the future of the galaxy. So, and then even if you add in indoctrination theory as almost like a fifth ending, you know, I think that's fascinating as well. And the fact that we may never get any evidence for it means that I don't have to disregard the other three main endings or you know, or anything else, it just becomes another option. And since all of them kind of end so abruptly, essentially then all five endings are are kind of equivalent in that you get the ending, but not sort of the follow-up and good or bad. I, you know, I I do, I do think it's really interesting to kind of see how, how the galaxy could have played out in any of those endings. So I I don't know. I, I, I can understand the hate for the endings, but I, I don't know. I find them to be as interesting as they are frustrating. Mm. Um, when it comes to the actual game, you know, I think it's clearly better than Mass Effect 2 in a lot of the technical and mechanical aspects. Uh, you know, my, my biggest negative, and I don't think I could ever like it more than 2 just because of the characters. I mean, I, I forged my, my best video game relationships ever in Mass Effect 2. And in Mass Effect 3... I forged essentially no new ones, and all I did was watch my friends die. So, yeah, I don't know. There's there's some kind of emotional reaction where I just can't like three as much as two. And the fact that I couldn't save Morden hurts. Now, I I generally like a story to be confined enough that they can tell a better story instead of leaving things so open-ended that you know, each moment kind of loses some impact because they don't know where it's going to go. So I kind of like the fact that some of these things are constrained, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I felt like after all of the choice in these games, I should have had the capability of saving some of these people that I didn't feel like I had. To me, that's the bigger negative of this game than the endings. But overall, I mean, overall, I like it. I mean, it's a, it, you know, it's an exciting ride. It, I think it's a reasonable follow-up to two in order to escalate the story and also to finish the story. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I really like the game. I don't like it quite as much as two. John, what about you? Final thoughts? Yeah. Um, I think I sort of mentioned most of the things. Um, I still, overall, uh, much like Matt feel that two was slightly better. I do think there were improved things with, as I say, things like the combat tightened up a bit. Um, just disappointing with some of the characters. Um, and it was nice to see some of the characters back from 2, but they were very fleeting, uh, other than a, a few like Morden, where it's kind of baked into the main story, and Miranda as well. But, you know, when you see Fane for only a few moments, really, and, you know, Jack for maybe a couple of scenes, if you're lucky enough to see them, because not... You know, they don't appear in everyone's game. Depends what happened in the, the second one. But um, 
that was it. Uh, it was nice to see them, but it's a shame that there wasn't more made of it. It always seemed like, why don't you join us? Now I've got better things to do. It's like, well, I'd love to have my old crew back, or at least some of them. But, you know, um, I still enjoyed my time with it. I spent, you know, over 20 hours um, I didn't have to do. Um, sort of a lot of the side missions, really. Um, I just liked doing them because they, they were well designed. And amazingly, um, I still paid most to play some multiplayer. <laughs> some people were some people yep. were playing, which was really cool. Um, and having just recently sampled the multiplayer of Andromeda, they're making a smart move by just improving on what was in Mass Effect Three for the multiplayer. So that's cool as well. Yep, I played some of the multiplayer mm. too. It was I, that was still fun. Yeah, still yes, decent. It is. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And the great thing is, is you've got if you've got some friends on the same platform, for you know, four of you, you know, that's going to be such a good time, such a good time. Yeah. So. Well, I did have one last thing I wanted to mention because such a big negative for me. My two favorite characters in Mass Effect Two were Garrus and Morden. And while Morden, I you know, I had no say in what happened there. I really liked sort of the last two conversations, the last two beats I had with Garrus. Which really ended that sort of relationship on a high note for me. What is that? Still, where I'll meet you, meet you in the bar, kind of thing. Yeah, that one. But, but yeah, before that was the, nice. Yeah, that was really nice. And he's like, you know, it, you know, when you're trudging through the afterlife, I'll be, I'll still have your back. You know, that kind of, that kind of support. Yeah. I really like that conversation. And then even before that, there was one where we were back on the Citadel. You were doing the sniping thing. Yeah, the sniping thing with the cans, yep. and you know, and then I intentionally missed to to let him kind of feel better about himself. <laughs> Those two scenes together really like that. That was the perfect way to end that for me with with Garrus. And you know, he's still he's still my right hand man. If I ever in any game, if I ever wanted to have a a good right hand man, that would be my guy. Yeah, Garrus is one of the best. Garrus is the best character in Mass Effect. To me, to me, Garrus and like Alistair from Dragon Age, those are like two of my favorite characters in Bioware games. Um, so let's get into the emails. We have two emails, I believe. Um, bringing them up right now. Got one from Mookie. This is titled "My Mass Effect Three Experiences." So buckle up, Buckaroos. This is this is the long one. <laughs> says, uh, hey guys, Mookie here, and I want to talk more about Mass Effect 3. I would suggest that my email to be read as soon as you guys talk about the end of the game so that I won't give away spoilers too soon. Well, there you go. Uh, I recently pre-purchased Andromeda and uh, went back and checked out the rest of the DLCs for Mass Effect 3. But I realized that I would have saved, I would have saved up more time if I just watched them on YouTube, even though I have this personal urge to buy and play all of them. Because time isn't logically on my side nowadays when I have more than 1,200 games on Steam alone and create more backlogs versus buying games. Then there's the other real-life responsibilities. But uh, Yeah, uh, as, a, as a quick aside, that Leviathan DLC, I went through and watched the movie version on YouTube. It was really good. Yeah, and I, really, I did play that. really adds to the universe, I think, in, ter- in terms of setting the time scale and then giving you a bit more information on, on the origin of the Reapers. But then why is that DLC? That would have been great as a main part of the game. 
Well, he te- yes. he talks about it. So. Yeah. No. All right. Let's. I'm curious what he has to say. It says here. It says uh, it turns out that most the most meaningful DLC missions are the Leviathan, uh, because it turns out that they were the ones who created the AI who controlled the Reapers. So as expected, that they shed more light into how they become, how they became, and also uh, what they're capable of is kind of creepy in a way. Uh, that's all he said, though. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, just I mean it. It I think again going back to the the three ending options, this almost provides a little bit more context for that because it's essentially your first cycle of the Leviathans created the AI, which turned into the Reapers. There's your first synthetic cycle. So whether that has happened in every single cycle, I, I guess nobody knows, but the Leviathans would because they've been around since the beginning. Um, and it, it kind of puts the Reapers again in a bit more perspective as they, as they're sort of the guardians clean up the galaxy. Um, and I don't know. I just, I kind of like, I kind of like seeing the beginning and you get to know that, I think it was in, in that DLC where you learn that Harbinger was the first Reaper. Yes. Yeah. And to that, cause that was another thing that I, you know, I was still trying to piece together is, you know, how, how many Reapers are there? there it sounded to me like there was one new Reaper per cycle. Yeah, I Only think one they, that's what they alluded to, yeah. And so they don't, I guess, evolve themselves. You've just got young ones and old ones, and they never end because Harbinger was the first one, and he's still around. Unless Harbinger's just the AI, and there's more bodies that they could just build more Reaper bodies for Harbinger. I don't know. Um. Hmm. But but just providing a little bit more context there, I thought was really helpful, as well as seeing essentially the first they call themselves like the, the apex civilization, so they were the first big one. I don't know if ever, but the, the first one that reached that level, I guess. Uh, and you know, just just having a bit more history now, you know why the Reapers are sort of shaped like they are because they were built in the model of the Leviathans, which I thought was cool. And, and to some degree, I'm not sure why there aren't different types or different shapes of Reapers. Did they just assume that was the that that was just the body style until humans became so interesting? The first civilization that gave them a challenge, and was that why at the end of two, the Reaper that they were building was humanoid and not Reaper or Leviathan shaped? Hmm. I don't know, but that that sort of makes it's another point to say that maybe this cycle was different and would have been a new way that the, the cycles in the galaxy and time or history would have progressed because if you choose the destroy option, I, I want to say, what, what's the point? They're just going to be back, but maybe humans are different. And maybe the Leviathans and the Reapers realize that, and that's why they were making a humanoid Reaper at the end of two. I don't know, but I, th- I think there's a lot there that isn't answered with, the Leviathan DLC, but it's it's raised again to to add a bit more color to it. And I, I I thought it was really good. Let's see here. 
He says uh, the rest of the DLCs weren't that great. Like the Omega was about helping Arya take back control of Omega from Cerberus in exchange for additional forces to aid you on your final battle. Uh, the Citadel felt more like a chilled mission and uh, see your crew on a lighter, humorous way from thinking about the final mission on Earth. So I personally, I would personally agree that the best DLC mission was the Shadow Broker from Mass Effect 2. Uh, see here, it says, On the final mission, after long consideration and comparison between all endings, I realized that there are two logical ones, and out of four, there are, here are my following hypotheses. Destroy. Uh, this one is logical for me, regardless of the given consequences, provided the cycle might occur in future millennia, because isn't history actually repeats itself? I mean, just because I learned about my mistakes doesn't mean I can secure that everyone won't fall into the same mistakes, if not similar. So I suppose that it's beyond everyone's mistakes. So if Shepard were to destroy the Reapers, at least he would provide peace for a much longer time until another one happens. Control. I think this one is also logical. Shepard him, himself or herself said that he, she will become a guardian for the galaxy and make sure to be there for future threats uh, is like a promised savior will look after them and let life go one regardless. If it's peace or another war or on some other place. Synthesis. This was actually my personal choice, even though it's no longer logical. But before I explain why it's not, I wanted to address how Edie felt so alive when she learned, leaned towards Joker's shoulder and also how she showed sadness after commemorating Shepard because, truth be told, sorry to steal that from you, Drew, I shed a tear after seeing that. <laughs> Edie and the rest were will no longer call it, and I find that sweet... And all will have, and all will have that Star Trek moment because there's no more war and only moving forward. Now about my explanation, I don't think this is a logical ending because if this were to happen, characters in the Andromeda will also become synth, and there won't be a reason for them to fight one another, and there won't be any future Mass Effect sequels. Well, but I thought the. I thought the beam, whichever you pick, only spreads throughout the galaxy. Not yeah, they would have already left. Yeah, that that that's the that's the big thing is that nobody in Andromeda knows what happened at the end of Mass Effect Three because they were already going to Andromeda for hundreds of years. So these people have already left. These people left. I'm guessing during the events of Mass Effect Two or Three. Yeah, between uh, before two, before two. Oh, but sorry, before three, after two, and before three. Okay, so yeah, so they don't know what happened during. Mass Although, the beginning of Andromeda, when they sort of line 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 up the whole point of it, not once do they mention we're leaving because of the Reapers. Yeah, maybe they're just leaving Weird. just because. Who knows? Yeah, they we we're explorers apparently, so we are exploring and. And we want to go further, so that was it. That was their reasoning. There was no... I would have thought they would have said, you know, with the oncoming threat, we took this chance to to, to find a new home. That's, I found that odd. 
Does that mean they must have left? Because we only learned that there was the real threat at the end of two, right? No, well, yeah, I guess, but still, we knew it was coming. I mean, well, then again, who actually believed them? Everyone seemed to not want to believe. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know, weird. I mean, I guess you could always be looking for new worlds. It kind of makes sense that 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 would be happening if these are, there are many spacefaring civilizations here. You'd think at some point people would say, yeah, let's... Let, let's explore a bit further than we have before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, regardless of where the are coming. So, uh, and then finally, the refusal ending is, well, this is bloody and everyone lost the war, so it isn't hard to believe that it's not a logical ending. Let's see here. Some of my memorable moments. Dare I say that my pep talk with Garrus before the last mission made me want to hug that son of a bitch. Uh. <laughs> Because we're at our last leg. And that mission yep. was also a motherfucker because waves of enemies coming from every direction with no end. I died so many times before oh, I Oh, I hate did. that bit. Is that when you're um, having to do the... You're, you're uh, waiting the on the missiles. Guarding. Yeah, waiting on... Oh, it's such a ball ache. Yeah. Let's see here. It says also the father and son relationship with Thane left a lump in my throat. That was actually pretty good because he did that prayer, mm. and then um, I remember Shepard said, "Why did he? Why did he say she?" He said, "Because the prayer wasn't for him; it was for you." And I was like, "Oh, that's sweet." Which then doesn't play into your "I'm a complete dick" move True. of being a real. real I, that I felt. Real, I'm glad they've got rid of that for Andromeda because that whole Paragon Renegade doesn't sit with. I mean, this whole. Um, series of Phoenix Downs kind of shows and it doesn't sit with the, the way that the story's meant to play out. True. So here it says, at the end of the game, Kasumi was said to be dead to me. I don't think she died, so that's kind of weird and sad. P.S. I still wish I could bang her, though. <laughs> so here, Jack is so hot on this one. I find her more attractive being a teacher. I had it. I had it my way. I'd uh, take her for a date and treat her like a lady, like she should be, even though she's a freak, because let's face it, (laughs) Uh, women tend to get crazy, and uh, we men have to put ourselves for them. It's not like we have other choice. Uh, It's nice that little things like helping that family of doctors from Mass Effect 1 came up uh, to thank me. That's one badass move from Bioware for doing that. Uh, my heart broke uh, and shed a few tears when I realized that there was no way for me to save Morden on my game. He was a trooper, though, and through and through, uh, till the end. A curious, enthusiastic scientist. Damn you, Morden. Why did you leave us? Well, he left us because I shot the living shit out of him. <laughs> Let's see here. I actually almost forgot that Troy Baker played that annoying Asian assassin. Oh, did he really? I think so. Wow. I didn't like him because he's annoying, and I wish that Thane and Orkasumi would have kicked his ass and caged him with the Krogans until the end of the game. My least memorable character, Cortez. I didn't use him in my missions, but yeah, the bull was badass from Dragon Age Inquisition. Yeah, Freddie Prince Jr. is a good voice actor, but James Cortez is a... Is, He's boring. 
was his last. Is it Cortez? Is it Cortez? No, Cortez. Cortez was the ship. The ship. Um, the shuttle driver. Yeah, shuttle Cortez driver. was. Yeah, that was Cortez. Um, God, what was his name? James. I that memorable. I have no idea. It was it was like a Hispanic name. It was James. It was it was it Santiago. Maybe. I can't remember. This is uh, also. I think Tolly's mission was very personal and kind of sad. However, I made both Geth and her kind of work together on the final mission. So yeah, I'm awesome. <laughs> so I guess that's it. I'm ready for the next game and hope that the story choices and endings will be as good, if not better, than the previous installments. As far as I can see, the battle system looks pretty challenging, and PB looks fun to be with. Uh, mm-hmm. so thank you for reading this email, and I hope that everyone are set for the next adventure from this point. Uh, wish you all luck and have fun exploring Andromeda. With kind regards, Mookie. Thank you very much for that email. Timing worked out well. It we did. finished just in Andromeda. Well, yeah, perfect timing. And uh, our final email comes in from Jamie. Uh, she says, and it's over. Remember how I said that Mass Effect 2 felt too short? Well, this one felt like it took ages. Not in a long, not in like a Lord of the Rings is ever going to end kind of way. More like, holy shit, look at what all we've done. And I did as much as I could. I did the Leviathan DLC. I did tons of Citadel missions and every little thing I could uh, to get my effective military strength up. I wanted to keep my options open for the end. I did pretty much everything except uh, Arya's take back of Omega uh, to get ready. Uh, I even played some multiplayer, which was good fun. I wish I would have done that on my first playthrough, and I hear that Andromeda has a very similar system, so I'm looking forward to that. In the end, I got my military strength up to about 3,400 and decided to pull the trigger. Oh, when I came across the Miranda mission, I ended up killing her father. Don't know if that's there's another option, but I hit the Renegade button before thinking about it. Uh, we didn't get along, but in the end, I did it for her. I also killed Kai Lang. Uh, I also don't know if that's an option or not. I'm pretty sure I did the exact same things the first time. Uh, I think his character was kind of a miss. Uh, he was almost unnecessary. I would have liked a bit of backstory from him, maybe a DLC or something. Maybe, yeah, agreed. Maybe there is, and I don't know it. <clears throat> About the ending. Okay, so I don't know if I mentioned this before, but when Mass Effect was first suggested to me, uh, it went kind of like this. Oh, if you like Skyrim, you should try Dragon Age. Oh, and Mass Effect is really good too, except for that ending. Uh, it seems like anytime anyone talks about Mass Effect, they have to mention the ending. I have, uh, I even have a colleague who doesn't like to talk about it, like the ending was a personal slight, slight <laughs> even though, and he is forever scarred. Now, I need to let you know that I played these games after the DLC was released, so I played the extended cut. This allowed me to get all endings without having to get ridiculously high effective military strength. Having it to be a requirement to play to uh, play multiplayer to get all the endings is bullshit. I can see people having a problem with that. However, that said, I don't hate this ending. I think it is heartbreaking in many ways. I think it's really hard a decision to make, but I don't hate it. 
the reason I think it's heartbreaking is because I felt like the whole game was leading you towards an ending where synthetics and organics could live together. I know it's a bit, it's a little kumbaya. Yeah, it's just true. But <laughs> how else do you explain the unshackling of Edie, her relationship with Joker, and being able to end the Korean Geth War amicably? Uh, they definitely seem to be leading you down that road. So you go through bringing everyone together and you get the three options. Uh, the elusive man option, which I assume is the renegade option, a.k.a. control, synthesis, middle of the road. Uh, blah option, kill all synth synthetics, paragon, I guess. Man, that's... that's I, I don't... The red one was destroy. Yeah. Um... It hurts. I'm not going to be the elusive man. Synthetics synthesis is wrong. It seems like just creating the Reapers in a slightly different way. But if I kill all synthetics, I'm betraying not only my friend, but also an entire race that gave me their support. Letting the Geth be killed after everything feels like the same betrayal of giving the Krogan the genophage after they fought in the Rachni War. So what did I choose? It took me a long time, and in the end, my decision was selfish, so I, I'm sad to say, because I did end up choosing to kill the synthetics. It's not a coincidence that at that ending allows some hope for Shepard. If Shepard lived, I might have chosen synthesis, even though it seemed like the wrong answer. I would have liked to have saved everyone, but life is almost never that easy. I chose to get rid of the machines and save Shepard, uh, and hope that she can recover and help guide the galaxy to a new era where machines may rise again but work together with organics. Sometimes you can't save everyone, but I will mention in closing that after choosing that option, uh, they don't actually do a memorial for Edie. Her name is on the wall of the Normandy with when Garrus doesn't put the, my name up, um, but they don't feature her like they do everyone else who died. So in some corner of my mind, I have a little hope that Joker outran that kill bubble and Edie reintegrated into the Normandy. Uh, that doesn't happen. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, if you do the synthesis option, Edie comes out of the ship when it crash lands. If you pick the other, uh, the destroy option, she doesn't. Hmm. It says, whoo, this is a marathon email. Thanks for doing Mass Effect. I didn't think I'd ever wanted to replay it, but I'm glad I did, especially since I got to choose the right romance option this time around. Shepard and Garrus forever. The next game is going to be less emotional, right? Well, thank you for that email. Well, there is there is a, 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 a badass um, Turian on there in, in on your crew, so maybe maybe not. <laughs> I, I think I think she's talking about um, the next game that we're doing. Oh, I see what you mean. Well. No, definitely not. The Last of Us. Mm. You'll probably be crying within the first probably 15 minutes of that game. Because that game is nothing but emotional. Yeah. Yeah, that is a harsh, harsh, hard start to that game. Yeah. And it doesn't really get any brighter, does it? It's, no. it's a very bleak game. That's why I like it. As far as, uh, as far as I got into the game, I got about four hours into it. So, yeah, that's our next game, which is The Last of Us. And I know everybody out there is like tweeting to me, Drew, guess what you get to play? 
I'm fine with it. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like yeah. I, I'm totally fine with playing The Last of Us because inside you're crying. Because if anything, Phoenix Down has done it is a either reinforced my thoughts on something or b completely turned them around. So I absolutely hated Alpha Protocol when I first played it, but you know what? I think it's one of the most innovative games I've ever played. So that's all because you're of mad. Down. You are mad. Don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> so, and, and that's the thing. I knock The Last of Us because, hey, I have tried that game. I gave it the old college try, and I didn't like the gameplay of it. Will that change this time around? We'll find out. That's what Phoenix Down I hope is all so. about. I hope so. I hope so. I, I really hope you change your mind on that game. I mean, I'm, I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it to the end. So, well, you have to. Exactly. Of, no, what was that? What was that game that you keep getting shield for? Oh, was he no gears? <laughs> well, this at least at least Last of Us will be over in about eighteen twenty hours. Yeah. So we'll see. But yeah, that's going to be our next game is uh, the Last of Us, which we we will be. We'll be doing, uh, I guess, the week after this one hits. So this one. Um, am I on this one? Am I, am I invited on this one? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I, I, well, the thing is, it's hard to do Saturday sometimes, especially now that I hate, by the way, everybody, I'm engaged. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been going all over places trying to. Find venues and talking to oh photographers God. and isn't that her job? Uh, no, it's our job. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Wait, I, I, I like doing the stuff too. I know, contrary yeah. to what anybody believes, including my fiance, I do like going and looking at this stuff with her. So, yeah. But yeah, I think that's it for us. I'm going to end it here because. In about an hour, me and John have to be on another podcast. <laughs> Since we're recording this on Sunday. So, but yeah, that's uh, that's it for me. Um, if you guys uh, would like to follow us all on Twitter, I am at DML Fury. Matt is at R-E-M-G-S. And John is at John W-U-K. Um, and the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. Um, we've got pretty much the next probably three games lined up. Um, wow. Yeah, probably. Uh, we're not certain, though. I don't know how long The Last of Us is going to take us. I, I, I have a feeling it's going to be three episodes. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll announce the next few games later on. One of them may come as a surprise. We'll find out. But, um, but yeah. That's it. Emails. Send an email to uh, drew at ztgd.com. Talk to us about The Last of Us. Everybody loves that game. So I expect well, multiple emails from people telling me how great it is. The end. Tell me. I really want to know what's, what's so good about that game. So we'll find out. But until then, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And I'm John. And we're out of here. You guys have a great week. We finished up Mass Effect 3. We're moving on to The Last of Us. We'll be back next week with the beginning of The Last of Us.